and welcome to episode three of Think Spiritual. My name is Mark, and today I am introducing the first installment of the Spiritual Journey interview series of Think Spiritual podcast. The purpose of this series is to interview people in regards to their personal spiritual journeys. This particular episode was supposed to be just a test for the interview process, but the conversation turned out so well that it seemed a shame to not release it. There are a few notes I would like to make in regards to this first interview podcast. First, except for this introduction, I will not have a script in front of me, and in the past this has not served me very well as I tend to ramble and rabbit trail through a wide variety of subjects. The interview questions have been designed to keep conversation moving in a semi-specific direction. Hopefully these questions will mitigate any severe topic deviations. Second point, please bear with me as I become used to being live on the microphone. There are numerous pauses and hmming and aahing and stuttering as I search for words from time to time. I am really hoping that regular practice and learning a few speaking techniques may alleviate these issues in the future. Overall, I hope none of this detracts from your enjoyment of the episode. Now, today's interview will differ from future episodes, as I will be the interviewee and not the interviewer. My lovely lady, Christine, has dined to join me on the microphone, and she will be the one hosting this particular episode. We both felt that it would be a good idea if listeners have some type of idea as to what kind of spiritual journey I am on, and what my background is, and what my goals for this podcast are. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome Christine to the podcast, and I hope you all enjoy listening to this first Spiritual Journey interview. Gross when it overloads. (laughs) But yes, we can talk about each other and to each other for a very long time. (laughs) I think if you want to talk about us, yeah, that's probably one of the main things I would say is that we can talk about anything, anywhere, anytime for hours. And that rabbit trail and rambling happens a lot. So it's, yeah. So that's all really good. And I guess at some future point, I would like to have you on to talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. I do want to interview you in the spiritual journey. I am pretty fascinating. You're on. Well, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I I get to butter you up. Yeah. (laughs) To... But, um, but yeah, I'd like to have you on to interview with these questions, mm-hmm. but then I'd also like to have you on at some point to talk about some of the things that are important to you that you find spiritual in nature. Okay. Because. I would love to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, even late, later on, I actually point out, uh, with some of the questions I'll actually point out where I think you've actually influenced me in some areas at least so it's Mm -hmm. um so I I don't I think you have some good ideas and some uh and I know you're you're into what shall we say the hippie movement or (laughs) however we want to put I don't know what you call that nowadays but anyway you you, you, I I think a little bit yeah I do remember being in high school and and my princi- principal told my mom that I should have been born earlier, you know, because 
basically to him, I was a hippie and should have been like one of the teenage hippies in the 60s. But anyway, you yeah. were saying that you were a bit of a free spirit. I would say I'm a free spirit at heart. And, and when I was younger, in, you know, in action as well. But uh, the responsibilities of adulthood have really dampened that for a lot of years. And maybe now trying to trying to find a way to get back to some of that free spirited way. That's a really good way of putting it, actually. Like, my thinking is that way, but I haven't been able to live that way. Because we do get, we, we get caught up in the world. That's what I was saying in, yes. in, in just the very, uh, the very first introduction mm -hmm. episode mm -hmm. to think spiritual is that idea that like we're always thinking of the outside world because that's what affects us so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, how can it not, right? You, you can't not be affected by the outside world, but how much it affects you yes. is up to you. But yes. you're not taught that <laughs> at early ages, right? No, so we're not taught that. No. And I've been listening to some other podcasts recently where they've actually been talking about education and about how the education system hasn't changed basically forever once once our current system was set up and they're talking about wouldn't it be amazing if kids in grade one were being taught spiritual practices yes being yeah. taught you know to have confidence to add all these things along with you know the the arithmetic and the, the english but with more emphasis, much more emphasis on the self, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah on the inner. Yeah. yeah. Instead of instead of teaching kids to be a worker in the system, mm -hmm. it's like, why don't we teach kids to be individuals? Yeah. You yeah. know, first, and yeah. then from there, mm -hmm. because my, uh, you know, what what I said again in my introduction was, you know, change yourself, change your world. Well, if we t if you teach kids that from the beginning you know, change yourself. And mm -hmm. then, then you can also tell them, well, what kind of self, mm -hmm. you know, are they, I mean, you can't teach someone to be their self, but you can teach them sort of how to access that at least. And, and, and what that. You can set them on their own journey, you know, give yes, them the tools, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, and I mean, some, some people say obviously that it's, you know, you have to have some sort of trauma or something like that to necessarily have, like, say, an awakening moment and and take that step into the self. Mm -hmm. But I think if it's taught right from an early age... Maybe you don't need a trauma. Maybe maybe you don't yeah, need a trauma. Yeah. Maybe you don't go quite as deep, necessarily. Yeah. Maybe a trauma brings you deeper mm -hmm. into that selfhood, per se. Yeah. But, like, who's to say, like, if you have a better foundation set... Uh, like Bernie and Gonzo were saying, and yeah. and those are a couple of fellows I met recently, and I'll have them on the podcast, uh, ASAP, basically. Uh, but yeah, they're always saying it's like you know set the foundation first, build the foundation, and then you can you can build amazing things on top of that. Basically, is exactly what their what their opinion was yeah. on that. So yeah. It's, Yes, hopefully um, there's people out there in the world that are going to look at, at revising our education system. And maybe that's already happening with some homeschooling and some alternative programs. Yes. But yeah. for now, we have people like us who are in our 40s and um, are trying to figure it all out for ourselves with things like this podcast. 
and with the teachers that are yeah. out there already. I mean, all the information's out there already, but yeah, I mean, you really yeah. got to look for it or you have to have some really fortunate moments mm. to find what you need at the right time. Yeah. This yeah. whole synchronicity idea keeps coming up mm-hmm. and I do keep finding, you know, the right people at the right time. When you're ready right for ideas. something, it seems to appear. Yeah. 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 And, and what that is, whether that's, you know, the human consciousness, uh, global consciousness or whatever that is, it's yeah that leads you that way or yeah. who knows? I don't know what to call that. Call it God, whatever. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. So. So we're already rabbit trailing. We are already. We do that. various yeah. spiritual topics. And actually, I really like where this is going. So even if this does not become an official episode, I think I might edit this into something interesting something and very, unofficial at very minimum at yeah. least so it's <laughs> so mark and i mostly mark but the two of us did put together uh, this was a lot of your input though trying to come up with these questions yeah. so to, to make them cohesive and sort of so yeah we because i had about 10 that were kind of all over the place and then you had suggested mm-hmm. and then i think i added maybe one more after that right but so we yeah we do we have a a set of questions that Mark would like to use um, when he does interview other people, but we thought we'd start by asking him these questions first. And uh, do you feel like you're ready to get going on answering some questions? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, here we go. See where this leads. (laughs) Well, do it like a game show. Question number one. (laughs) Do I get a door? Is there a prize? And there is no buzzer. There's no buzzer. (laughs) And there is no prize. Get a squeaky duck. The prize is that you might be a little more spiritual by the end of it. Oh, I I might be asking a lot. (laughs) All right. So, Mark, what does the term spiritual mean to you? Now, I, I got the cheat and make notes. Um, yeah, but, that's but, not but, fair. Well, but I, I guess gonna, I could have. Too. I'm going to do that for anybody, anybody that I interview, though. I'm going to give them the questions ahead of time, and I'll give them a chance. If they want to make notes, they can make notes. So mm. You're so giving away a secret here. To all future interviewees, that is, you will be given that chance, at least. So you, these aren't going to be cold questions, because I think some of them you have to think about. Like even this one, mm-hmm. yeah, what does the term spiritual mean to me? And I did have to maybe think about that a little bit. But to me, um, spirituality, or at least like the access to spirituality, for me, always comes through my emotions. And my real path to what I would call real spirituality came about through learning to understand my emotions and learning to process them properly. So... Emotions to me, they're, they're like way pointers in a sense. So like, for instance, when, when I do my, uh, my examining the spiritual elements of a movie there or whatever. So when I see something in a movie that sets off an emotion, when I have an emotional reaction mm-hmm. to something in that movie, I'm asking, why am I having a reaction to that? Right. And to me, that unlocks all sorts of areas then and, and and I sort of like go deeper and deeper into the idea of why that emotion is being triggered. And then I can often, so then it's like, so like movies have multiple meanings. There's sort of like surface level meanings. And then from there you can, you can, there's almost probably no limit to how far down you can kind of go with, with an emotional idea. 
Well, let's take the movie we just watched, like uh, Coco. 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 We just watched, which is one movie that I probably will end up doing, doing, uh, doing a spiritual elements. Yes, and remember on. to bring some Kleenex with you next time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like that was a highly emotional. Now on the there's the surface level, right? Yes. Which which somebody could say, oh, this is a beautiful story about a boy and his family, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes way beyond that. Oh, geez, yes. Obviously, right? And I mean, it, we took some time and took a walk and discussed it. And, yeah. and, you know, and we really figured out and, you know, we're sitting, we're sitting in Tim Hortons and all of a sudden it hits me like sort of like what the main point was or whatever. Which on, you can't talk about now because it's... Because uh, I'll give it away. Is, give is away. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tune in to that episode. Yeah. Where he talks. So, but anyway, like for me, like the emotions were the trigger for unlocking that spiritual truth. Okay. Yeah. So if right. you have an emotional reaction, then you know there's something to look at. Right. Okay. And when you understand your emotions, mm-hmm. now that unlocks your instinct and your intuition. Because then you're far more, um, um, you're, you're more sensitive to the next time that happens. Okay. So, so, the, so the next time that you have that, that, that emotional trigger, it's like, is this something spiritual that I need to pay attention to? Is this mm-hmm. something within me that's reacting to this thing? Mm-hmm. Or is it just, you know, a surface level emotion sort of thing? Yeah, I'm So in uh, a nutshell. In a in a nutshell, spiritual. spirituality is largely it's not based on emotions, but emotions are the pathway to spirituality in my experience. Okay. That's a really neat perspective. I've never said that said it quite that way to you. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I think that's why having the question and writing <laughs> it down and taking notes, I think it, mm-hmm. it made me think about it. It's like how well, how do I interpret that? Mm-hmm. Because, well, I had the other interpretation for it. The, the, the basic interpretation, the dictionary definition mm-hmm. of spirituality is, you know, not dealing with the outside world, mm-hmm. dealing, you know, with Internal. what's within or something that's not uh, corporeal in nature. So mm-hmm. not physical in nature, mm-hmm. um, something that's not tangible. But, okay. but spirituality itself, yeah, I, like I said, like, the doorway to that, to me, emotions are the doorway to that. So it's all right. Good it's, answer. <laughs> it's getting late, and you're tired, aren't you? I am actually not tired. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, all right. This is good. If you feel like keep going, then we'll keep going. <laughs> I can always edit this into something cohesive, <laughs> like I said. <laughs> Turn it into I don't know a rapper or like you know DJ mix or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like ducks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Okay, so moving on to question number two. Okay. Mark. Yes. Do you follow a specific religion or spiritual practice? Do I buzz in now? <laughs> no, yes. I've just been wanting to say that. No. <laughs> Timer is going. If you run out of time, then. A specific religion or spiritual practice. Um, I do not follow any specifics at this point in my life. And I don't think that I ever will. Um, but of course we never know what the future is going to bring us. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, 
but I've come to ask the question lately, uh, is it possible to grow spiritually if you confine yourself to a dogma or a specific path or whatever? I, I mean, at some point, it seems like there's always like a brick wall at the end that you're going to run into mm -hmm. or something whenever I think of any particular system. Mm -hmm. So I won't expand on that because I think that gets into another question later on. Okay. Somewhat. So, it's <laughs> so basically the feeling would be that uh, following a specific religion or practice would be limiting to, yes. to your, the growth of your spirit. Yes. To me where, yeah, yeah I don't, I, there's, there's no, there's no boundary on where I can go. In, now, in, in right my, now. Yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing that's like I, you know, I can go read what I want. I can, I can take whatever interpretation I want to whatever. It's mm -hmm. some people might think there's a danger in that or whatever, but I don't see it that way. Well, that would probably mostly be uh, people who are involved in a in a religion would find danger in. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. But some people, yeah, I, I know some people have the view, like even in philosophy, that it's like, oh, well, you're not viewing that philosophy correctly, or you're not practicing it correctly, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, well, isn't it up to me to <laughs> to interpret it and mm -hmm. to live as I see fit, sort of? Like, yeah. I, I mean, like philosophy and religions, they're all concepts anyway, really. Exactly. Like, like man-made concepts. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Who's to say which one's right, which one's, or how I'm supposed to uh, participate in it. Or, mm -hmm. So you're basically a free agent out there. Pretty no, much. No contract. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm, and I'm joking, partially jokingly, partially serious. I've said if any supernatural being comes to my door and can convince them, convince me that they're a supernatural being and, you know, they can... Uh, save my soul after death it's like well, okay well it's yours <laughs> exactly yeah it's sounds... like i'll sell you my soul sure <laughs> you just convinced me that the supernatural is real so challenges out there all super supernatural that's beings. right yeah. <laughs> all right okay so moving on from that then um have you ever had a major life event or an experience that changed your worldview? Well, yes. This is the question. That's a can of worms for me. So it's because this this is why I'm on this journey overall. So, and I don't want to get into too many details of it because I mean, this it's your it, podcast. You can do. I know, you want. but this in and of itself is a podcast on its own. Oh, uh, yes. So my journey away from evangelical Christianity. Pentecostal, uh, the, the Pentecostal uh, faith uh, specifically. Um, so I was I was born into that religion, the, the Pente Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. Uh, my father was a pastor. Uh, both grandfathers were pastors, uh, and one uncle was a pastor too. Uh, within that, within the PAOC, and I spent pretty much my entire life up to, what, 10, 11 years ago now, in that faith. Right. So uh, I, I would say I seriously committed to it at the age of 14, where I basically said, yeah, it's like, this is what I'm going to follow, and this is what I need to do. And I, and I mean, like, there was all the, 
uh, probably a lot of that was the expectation on me, not necessarily from uh, my parents, probably more so on the people in church, you know, being the pastor's son. It's like, you got to behave a certain way. You got to, you know, make sure you, uh, make sure you say the right things, make sure you do the right things. Um, So there was a lot of expectation on me in that regard. I always felt whether that was actually true or not. Well, I'm certain it was actually true. So, and, and, and the Pentecostal movement, uh, the POC would be very fundamental based, very Bible believing the Bible is, is true, uh, literally true. And I tried to live that way up until my very, my early thirties. And I got to a point where really my life was in shambles. So at that point, I attributed in shambles, attributed in part to your religion. Uh, I I believe so. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like sort of in trying to trying to follow it too closely in one sense or trying to trying to always sort of trying to be perfect trying to you know always beating myself up for not being good enough always sort of always on this roller coaster ride of shall we say emotions or whatever always sort of like almost always in this manic depressive state of you know being hyper being hyper church hyper spiritual and then down low severely depressed and 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 i attribute it largely to the religion and not because again like i wasn't at the point where i was doing that hard emotional searching that i talked about earlier with with what spirituality really is i was living very surface level and repressing all my emotions right and and really that was that was the major cause of all of my issues because the other thing with religion too is that when you're when you're heavily involved in it, it's like you're not living a real life because you you feel like you have to you feel like you always have to exemplify that everything is just fine in your life. You sort of can't sort of an advertisement for the religion in a way. Like, in a in yeah, a sense, yeah. yeah, you sort of feel that way, and you and you always have to think, yeah, everything's fine. My life is great because. I'm following this way of living mm-hmm. and it's, and, and this way of living says, if I do this and I do this and I do this, whatever, then my life will be great. Well, mm-hmm. my life wasn't great. And I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's hard to explain. Just that would probably be something that I'd probably have to write out to be, mm-hmm. to explain it maybe more concisely. And, but even so, I mean, even if I explain I mean, people still generally don't understand and don't get what it's like to be so mired down mm-hmm. in, in a certain way of living. And I, I mean, I was to the point where I was essentially suicidal and, and eventually just one day I decided it's just like, no, it's like I'm having too many issues. I need to go to a doctor and see if there's anything physically wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I did end up getting some medication well, what I actually got medication for was low testosterone. So, mm-hmm. and within, I always say, it's like, yeah, within 10 days, I sort of woke up one day and went, holy smokes, I'm not depressed anymore. And it's like, at this time too, I I decided that, you know, I decided I was going to the doctor and I decided that I was going to stop praying for God to fix me because that's what I've been doing for, oh, wow. for, you know, 15, 20 years. I I kept I kept praying. It's like God, you know, there's something wrong. You know, there's something wrong with me. Obviously, you know, fix me, fix me, fix me, fix me. 
kind of thing. I mean, that's the promise too. I mean, like you become a Christian and, you know, Jesus is supposed to fix your life or whatever. And that just wasn't my, my life was just getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> like, I mean, I was only 30, I was only 30 and I felt like my life was over sort of thing. I felt like, oh, this is my life until I die sort of thing. Well, I might as well die now. Anyway, when I had that moment where I woke up and I think I woke up spiritually at that point too. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm not depressed and I haven't prayed and I haven't, you know, done any churchy things to deal with this problem. It's like I went to a doctor and it just started unraveling at the seams from there for me. Wow. And I got angry. And that was in March of 2007. And by the end of July, I said, no, forget it. I'm done. I'm done with church. I'm never going back. But there was, there was this whole, there was a, this journey of sort of leaving in between, like from that March to July kind of thing. And that was the major, that was the major worldview shift in between that time. And a lot, yeah. and a lot of that time I was just, I was begging God for some sort of sign that you should stay, that I should stay yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And there was just nothing yeah. at all. And to be honest, I'm sort of at the point now, I mean, like that, that was a long journey. Like that was over, that was over 10 years ago now. Mm. So like that was, a, that was a long journey from, from then till now. But I almost feel like, I feel like I'm closer to God now than I ever was at any point in my life before. That is fascinating. Yeah, whatever God might be. But, and my Mm. version of God is different from... Whatever it is, you feel closer to it. it. Yeah, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I I feel like, that's why I was saying that I feel like a specific religion Mm -hmm. is, um, uh, it doesn't allow you to grow. Right. Because I wasn't growing, I was stuck. Yeah. And it, it, and it was not a healthy stuck. I mean, you know, like there's certain ways you can get stuck where you just feel like a little bit, eh, you know, you know, maybe just a little bit unhappy or a little bit nuts, but everything's kind of okay for the most part. Yeah. Whereas I felt stuck to the point where it was like quicksand drowning sort of thing. Right. Right. It's like that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so that well, I- is my major worldview shift. <laughs> From evangelical, right-wing, crazy Christian. To hedonistic. <laughs> to hedonistic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're not. No. <laughs> the thing, one of the things I know about you from all these years of obviously living with you and talking to you for hours on end is that yes. when you get involved in something, you get involved in something. Yes. You yeah. follow it. Yes. So it, when you, you, you know, I tried the same thing with being vegan. <laughs> yes. So that's, I think the thing is if you were a Pentecostal, uh, would you say a Pentecostal Christian Christian? Just, yeah. Mm. Then you're saying, I'm going to be a Pentecostal Christian Christian, yeah. and you're going to follow it to its extreme, probably more so than 99% of the other people would. You're saying, this is what I am. I'm going to do it to the best of my right. ability. And the fact yeah. is, is that you can't live that way. That's probably what you said. You come across that wall because, uh, yeah, because no matter what you do the wall is there like you can't go any further and and you yeah. always run into it and then it's yeah. like okay well i'm going to go off this direction 
you know, on the same that, but then there's, there's just, you the religion doesn't allow you're, you're you. You're literally to. boxed in. Yeah. And really, you know what the issue is ultimately? Mm-hmm. It's that the view of God mm-hmm. is in a box, right? Yeah. So it's like you can't, you, you can't get bigger than your view of God. So if your God right. is, if your God is sort of locked in a dogma and in a box, you're locked in there with, oh, with that's God. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas you let God out of the box and then you're out of the box. That's, I've never heard right? it put that way before. Yeah. I just thought of it just now. <laughs> so you can only be as big as your view of God. Yes. There you go. If you want to expand that to you are God, well, that could be too, but. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I'm sure as the the podcast goes on uh, with other episodes, you'll probably touch more on your own personal journey, you know, yes. with more details and whatnot. But, yeah. yeah, and and maybe yeah. maybe people out there can ask like more pointed questions. Yeah, that's just me off the top of my head. I, I mean, I've written down my sort of deconversion story like so many times over the years. Yeah. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit confusing in my own. The the interesting thing though is like I can go back. Um, I used to be on the uh the the forum uh, xchristian.net, and if I go back on there and find my original deconversion story, I can still read it to. I can still read it and go, yep, that's exactly that's exactly correct. Oh, like I... like like the story hasn't changed or I don't feel any different about it. It's just like yep, it's like that's that that's is... that's bang on still. Okay. Sort of thing. If I was to really re- think about it and write it down again, it'd probably be very similar. Okay. So, yeah, it's not that there's any deviation. It's just that it's very convoluted, and it, and it does get a little, you know, fuzzier as time goes on. Like, of course, like trying to explain yeah. things clearly and trying to, it's very difficult concepts to convey anyway. Overall, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's taken you years to understand where I'm coming from and what I came from, and and you probably still don't get. Oh, well, I don't think anyone 100%. really can. Well, you can't because yeah. again, it's subjective experience too. It so is. it's yeah. And, so and, and my subjective yeah. experience, I just liken it to there. There's always you know there's always this the stories of the the people who call it you know the alcoholic and the drug abuser, who all of a sudden get saved one day right. and they become a Christian and their life is turned around mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're not an alcoholic anymore. And all of a sudden they're not a drug abuser anymore. Those guys are out there. I mean, you want to call them a dime a dozen. They're a dime mm-hmm. a dozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've heard dozens of those testimonies being in church, like for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was one of the things too, like that's kind of the thing that reaffirms your faith, right. Or whatever. Somebody comes in, it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, you know, I've joined the club and it's like, and I'm happy to be here. It's like, yay. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, and that's legitimate. Yeah. But no Christian wants to hear the polar opposite, which I am. Yeah. You know, these people, their life was a mess and they got saved and their life is better. My life was a mess. I left the church. Right. I got better. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking back, though, to what you said about your uh, world can only be as big as your God. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Your is how did you put it again? Your I, I put it. You can only if if you can only be as big as your God. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I was just thinking then if you if you're going to people who uh, you're referring in this case to alcoholics or drug abusers, maybe their world is so small at that time that Christianity feels big to them. 
That's an interesting. Right. That's a really interesting way of putting so, it. So for them, their view, their world gets bigger with Christianity, right? But, but you know. That's really. If those people continued on their journey for a number of years, maybe they also would outgrow that, you know. Yeah. If yeah. that's a, if you're on a real spiritual journey, if you're really seeking. Keep growing, yeah. I don't think any system would be big enough for you. Yeah. But, you know, That's, if you're at the very starting point and you have yeah, no yeah, yeah, spirituality, yeah. maybe Christianity. And you have no reference and you have yeah. no... There's so much. Yeah. They have lots to explore yes. in Christianity yes. before they hit that wall. Yeah. So you yeah. could see where for them that might save them. Yes. You know. The the other polar opposite of that mm-hmm. then, well, I don't know if it's the polar opposite. I'm the polar opposite, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> but the, the other thing is, you know, somebody who grew up in church and leaves it mm-hmm. and their life falls apart and becomes a mess and then they come back to it. Right. Because I think Christianity offers them structure and uh, stability that mm-hmm. they just don't have on their own. There are some things that you even referred to about uh, being involved in in a church, uh, a sense of community, a sense of yes. belonging, yeah, those sort of things, yeah, you you could very much miss. Some people might not be able, and that's to, that's yeah. something, yeah, that's something you never really get on your own unless when you're not joining anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah when you're not joining anything particularly. I, I mean, I mean, like like I have quite a few, you know, good friends. Yeah. Um, but they never fully understand where I'm coming from, I feel no, like. and it's still not the same as community, like a yes. group of people with a common... With a common you know, goal. So I can understand common, yeah, the draw yeah. to to joining Absolutely. a religion yeah. for those reasons. Yeah, that that, yeah. that tribal aspect that yeah. we always talk about, But that's right? really not about the spiritual, about the, you know... It's not, the, actually, that, is it? Yeah. It's not that that's not about the spiritual, is it necessarily? I mean, you can have those moments where you connect to people. Yeah, I guess that, on a spiritual that level. in that sense, but that's not about. But those are the rare. Mo- those are rare moments, yeah. though, right? So yeah. it's. But I think that yeah, a lot of people might want to be involved or go back to it because they miss that part. You know. Yes. It it can be lonely to go out there on your own spiritual journey where people it is are lonely. not on the same yeah. page. It is. It, it, yeah. it's, it, yeah. it is. That's why like when you when uh, like when you when I refer to say like the hero's journey yeah. um, and talk about the left-hand path, mm-hmm. this is the person going off alone away from their tribe. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and now the whole point of the hero's journey is to circle back around and come back to the tribe. Yeah, and you're you're bringing you're bringing the magic back to the tribe. Maybe you'll go you're... back to the the Pentecostal church with all your, and they'll just. No, I'm I just keep thinking. Yeah. yeah, I do keep late, lately. I've been having this thought that it would be really, really interesting to be invited into a church as a non-Christian mm-hmm. and being able to talk about uh, like a lot of my experiences. And being able to bring, say, uh, uh, maybe a deeper level of spirituality to, you know, some people that are willing to listen. Um, Because I'm not saying, I I think you can be deeply spiritual if you're part of a church, but but that means taking your own journey within the group sort of mm-hmm. thing you're still setting right? yourself a little bit apart right, right. you're yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so it's like so it's like you sort of have this dynamic mm-hmm. or you have this thing you believe or you're part of the group and you sort of you know you pay lip service to it necessarily yeah or you know when somebody questions you you kind of you know 
the pad answers maybe yeah you're yeah. you're comfortable enough you're you're able within yourself to sort of separate yourself enough that you can you can play both sides sort yes. of thing without without offending yourself or anybody within the group yeah it takes some skill but it does it take be, some skill yeah. and i yeah. and i think it's people who who are who are who, who like the comfort of the group right but they also know that they need more yeah sort of thing so yeah. Yeah. so and it, and it does take a special person to be able to do that i think mm -hmm. but i i do really think that there are a few of those people probably probably at least probably every church has at least one or two people like that i would say yeah, I would venture to say that too, although not from personal experience. No, not no, me either. I'm not a religious yeah. person and didn't grow up in the church. But that, uh, yeah, that rabbit trailed a little bit, but it was really interesting. Uh, but um, the next thing that I'd like to ask is, what everyday events or activities are spiritual to you? Uh, for example, something that you would consider spiritual, but maybe not everyone would yeah this is a interesting one because this is well this, like i said this is one area where probably you've influenced me a little bit mm -hmm. in kind of kind of looking at some say quote unquote mundane things that actually aren't mm -hmm. and um but then i have certain things like i don't you know i don't really do um meditation per se but i find you know riding my motorcycle at certain times i've had i've had very those those little enlightened moments just just those moments of clarity where what does that feel like to you can you describe what that feels like oh geez ah that's difficult hey i just wonder yeah. if it's the same feeling that you have that i would get when i what i would think of. yeah well i say like i get the same i've had the same feeling just walking to work sometimes because because walking to work um it pulls you out of the normal well i'll call it the rat race because because i'm i'm walking to work i've got my headphones in i'm listening to music that is generally music that's meaningful to me as well mm -hmm. with meaningful lyrics or whatever you know all the cars are whizzing by but you're totally detached from that mm -hmm. you're 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 literally physically walking your own path at that point mm -hmm. Yeah, and those moments, like, yeah, what do they feel like? They're just, the last one I had, I felt so at peace. I felt like I could die at that moment and have, like, no regrets, no issues, no nothing. Like, it was just, it, it, was, it, it was very, it was a very blissful, peaceful moment. And it was, that was a, that was a semi-longer moment than usual, that, that, uh, that last one I had while walking. And it was a bright, sunny day. And it had, I can't remember if the snow had fallen yet or not, but it was just, it was just, yeah, I call it a moment, a moment of pure peace. If that's basically. not spiritual, what is? Yeah. Yeah. So in every, and that is like, we're talking about everyday events or activities. You're talking yeah. about walking to work. Well, in the last one I had, mm -hmm. which actually lasted, I was doing the dishes. Now, who would think? <laughs> I was doing the dishes and I had the most supreme, call it enlightened moment I've ever, ever had. And it lasted minutes. That's amazing. Not moments, but minutes where all of a sudden, it, it was all of a sudden I, I, I knew my purpose sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I think for everybody, they've got to come to their own understanding of what that means. 
And I mean, for me, it wasn't, it's nothing, anything major or big. I mean, I just uh, want to interject that you okay. hear him saying he was doing the dishes. I'm pretty lucky. Hey, <laughs> anyway, go ahead with that. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Oh, no, but I interrupted your train of thought. Well, no, well, the train has left the station anyway, so it's, <laughs> but not... I don't, uh, yeah, and that was, that was, that was a very special moment, because for me, that was, that was the death of my nihilism. Awesome. I think at that moment, it, it had sort of, it had sort of gone by the wayside, because, well, that was, sorry, that would, I got to go back for a second. When I was a Christian, I was a nihilist as a Christian, and that's, wow, that's really, I think that's not, I don't know if it is common or not. I'm, I'm hard to say, but, but to me, it was sort of like always like, what's the point in life if we're just waiting around to die so we can go to heaven? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's like, the, it made no sense to me whatsoever. I could see that. And I yeah. could never figure that out. And that carried on with me for a long time. And I, I struggled with it over the last 10 years. It hasn't been nearly as bad. But then I had a boat with it, uh, what, about three or four months ago mm-hmm. or five months? What are we? Where I, actually, that's probably about six, six or seven months ago where I had a really strong bout of it and was kind of really frustrated and unhappy with the world and things like that. And, and then, yeah, it was a song that came on. It, it made me laugh at my nihilism and look at it for, sort of for what it is and think it was really kind of funny. But that didn't totally, I, but I, the moment of defeat, I don't think came until that moment of doing the dishes for whatever reason and mm-hmm. i know my nihilism just shattered at that point mm-hmm. and it's just like oh okay that's what it is all right mm-hmm. that's done that that was a that was a very spiritual moment that lasted like i said minutes mm-hmm. at a time and and yeah doing a very mundane thing not not wasn't meditating wasn't wasn't you know climbing a mountain to meet a guru wasn't Mm -hmm. uh wasn't in a church wasn't you know anything that you would consider that that would be considered by the say the outside world to be spiritual right i would just say that like those activities that you know if you then get out of your head your thinking head yes it allows you the space in your head to go to that spiritual place is kind of, which would be like med- the purpose yeah, of meditation. That's very true. To, yeah. They, I've yeah. heard um, when I've gone to yoga and things like that, they talk about the monkey mind. It's just at you, at, you know, your mind. Yes. You know. Yeah. So, and I very much have that. Yeah. I, that's just my guess is that maybe you have those moments when you walk to work and it's not every time. No, but oh, no, not even close to every time. Like maybe, mm-hmm you just those everything goes out of your head except and then and then there's the room for this i I think like something else we've talked about Mm -hmm. um is that like if you had those moments all the time they would cease to be special right they they are intended to be brief and meaningful yes powerful yeah yeah we we've (laughs) talked about that in a variety i i think the first time we ever talked about it, it was we were talking about pizza and if you had pizza all the time, it's not special anymore, right? That's right. So, so you should only have it every now and then. Pizza, yeah. So as and, delicious as it is, as delicious as it is, yeah. if you had pizza every day, you would freaking hate pizza yeah. after a while. So I, I'm almost one. Well, I mean, spirituality can kind of be the same way. Like it, mm-hmm. I, it, if I if I delve into it for too long, for too many days, I, I'm exhausted. Yes. Right, and I'm just like, oh God, I need a break. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like my head is so 
you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so like spiritually overloaded at the moment. So it's like mm-hmm. you, you need a balance between the outside world and the inner yeah. world. Yeah. You really do. So, you do. And, I, and I think, so I think it's good that those spiritual moments are kind of few and far between. Yeah. Because you, you can get overloaded mm-hmm. on them. And then too, it's like, well, what, what, how do you live in the regular world if you're just always in this bliss in, in this, this bliss right yeah how do so, you then go pay your taxes when you right you know, you i have, mean how I, yeah i mean how wonderful it would be i guess for a short time to be able to but it's yeah. i i can't imagine what it would be like to ha- be in that all the time i don't i don't think it's possible even no i don't think it is either but anyway yeah. that's rabbit trailing again again that's okay but yeah <laughs> i mean it's amazing that we can find spirituality in in mundane activities i love that yeah um so where are we going from here um okay so what benefit do you derive or hope to derive from your chosen spiritual path uh, i think this one's fairly easy and i i guess i probably kind of touched on that with even talking about uh, being part of a specific religion or not because it's like i said like there's always you always run into walls or you mm-hmm. know, or you know or you're living in a box mm-hmm. um whereas with my chosen spiritual path right now i i'm not in that box i i, I literally i cannot think of a better way to spend my life and live i, I just can't rather it's there's no end to this journey i mean i mean there's probably not any answers out there either i find it's like every every time you sort of like find an a quote-unquote answer to a question it Mm -hmm. tends to be more questions yes right so you would love that and yeah yeah so it's the path that you have chosen is limitless is the benefit that you derive would hope to derive or you do derive is is that there's no limits I think so, yeah. There's no box. And, and and then there's also the idea of, especially with this podcast, of sort of opening people's minds to this idea. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, I, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's, Im- I do think it's important that, you know, especially there are people out there who, you know, feed the homeless, shelter the homeless, things like that. I, I think those things are all important too. But spirituality to me is sort of like the sort of like the analogy of teaching the man to fish rather than just giving him a fish, right? right. So, so I feel like by taking this path, and if I can pass on some of my knowledge, I feel like I'm teaching people to fish, basically. Right. <laughs> like I mean, if you look at people in the holistic manner, I mean, you know, feed feeding and food is one of the areas you know it's a necessity yes. clothing is a necessity yes. yeah so maybe what you're saying is that spirituality is also a necessity it is a necessity yeah. absolutely yeah that's a really yeah. good way of putting it yeah, yeah. so no, it, so it's like feed it is we like have feeding to, like, and clothing it's like, another like look how starved our world is mm-hmm. right now for mm-hmm. any kind of meaning right Every, yeah. everybody's you know everybody's at each other's throats it seems like lately over like you know like the 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 least little bit of offense or 
anything like 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 we're, De really divisive divisive and polarized yeah groups are taking very sides. much so yeah. so 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 but what they're all grasping for is some sort of meaning and purpose mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and it's and, and that's where i just feel like yeah where i said in in the introduction you know change yourself change your world yes it's like you take that inward journey and find your meaning and purpose inside of yourself mm -hmm. first and then you look outside and it's like, well, and there's the benefit. I mean, available for anybody who's willing yeah. to who's willing to take the dive. Yeah, I think maybe the spiritual health, if people can, you know, dig into that, maybe helps with mental health. You know, and maybe helps to avoid yes. some of the mental health issues. Yes. That people yeah. have. I just we're always reading and listening to podcasts and all kinds of things. So I sometimes forget where I, where I hear things, but yeah, I just read yeah. recently that uh, people now are 100 times more likely, you know, to be suffering from an anxiety disorder than they would have been many, you know, number of years ago. See, I really think that yeah. comes from not dealing with our emotions. Yeah. They're, they're locked up and repressed down inside of us. We don't understand what they mean. Yeah. And, and what we're supposed to do with them. There's an, so many, I think, a lot of different uh, things that contribute to the, the, the number of mental health problems, but one of them definitely would be the lack of spirituality. I know? think so. so. I think it's so. It's a part, a big, big yeah. part of that puzzle. You and know? then unfortunately, like then, then, then your, 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 your religions come along and they have a formula that say, well, you just do this, 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 and this, right. and this will solve your problems. Well, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't work, right? They may have the, pieces of the puzzle in there as well. They have well. pieces. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. always pieces. Yeah. Every, I think everything has some value and some truth. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've come back around to a lot of, uh, say Christian thinking or, or looking at the words of Jesus and mm -hmm. seeing the value the but pieces in, in them, but it's pieces. It. It's yeah. not the whole thing. The yeah. the thing is a, the thing as a whole is is mm -hmm. is just pieces, right? Right, and, and and it's up and it's up to you as an individual to pick the pieces out mm -hmm. and say, oh, this one's good. I don't need this one over here, but I'm going to take this one and carry it with this me. This one fits. This one doesn't. Right, uh, yeah. and and it, and it's and it's call it soul building. You build your soul with like these building blocks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's like Legos of Truth, or yeah. <laughs> Ooh, now, now Lego's going to make that movie. <laughs> Legos of Truth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, okay, let's so, move on. Okay, I think we've covered yeah, a bit of that. No, this least. is awesome. Uh, so, can you tell me who uh, thus far has influenced? That's a good point. Yeah. Thus far, yeah. yeah, I didn't put that. Has there. influenced you along your spiritual journey? Okay, I put quite a list here. I'd say, as far as say, like philosophers or teachers, or I don't know, and there's probably more I couldn't think of or something like that. But a few of the main guys that I that I have listened to over time uh, would be Alan Watts. Um, uh, a guy named Michael Tessarion, who's a, who's a bit more of a, uh, he's an alternative thinker, for sure. A little bit of a conspiracy theorist, uh, and, and definitely has some, uh, some ideas that a lot of people would be very uncomfortable with. And, and I don't really subscribe to a lot of his ideas. I don't, I don't really care necessarily if there's people out there controlling the world or not, because I can't do anything about those people, what they do anyway. Mm -hmm. I can only control what I do. 
Which is exactly what he teaches. Which is exactly, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. and and that's the point. He is he is the first one that I heard talking about the self mm-hmm. and 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 about this inward journey and things like that. And the funny thing is, yeah, like I found him due to one of those synchronicity events. Mm-hmm. Whereas you and I had gone for a walk the night before. And I was talking about like all these, I was having all these ideas and all these thoughts on like how our society runs, you know, just understanding just how much we are lied to, Mm -hmm. how much our society lies to us and just like the constant input and what we're fed all the time. And the next day I found Michael Tessarion and this, and, and, and his, uh, and the, and his little video bit on the inauthentic life. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was mind blowing to me at the mm-hmm. time. That, that was just like I just thought of all that, and now here's this guy putting it all in, all into, all into perspective for me. Yeah, I can't even count how many times you and I have listened to that. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, pro- I probably have listened, listened to just that ten minute bit, mm-hmm. just probably well over a hundred times. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it, because it's so powerful, and yeah. and so. Is it your intention to put links um, on podcasts to some of these people? In That's case, actually a good idea. I'll, I'll, do, th- I'll do that. I'll put, I'll put this yeah. on the show notes in, yeah. um, uh, on the, on the thinkspiritual.ca website. Awesome. So I will do that. Um, so I said Alan Watts as well, who's a great Buddhist teacher. Um, and I mean, if you can understand half of what Alan Watts says, I mean, you're doing better than I am. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 have probably listened to certain talks of his just a dozen times over and, and I just grasped a little piece of it here and there. And some of it's really important. A lot of, again, it's, it's pieces, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pieces. So, uh, there's a YouTube channel I found called Corporeal Fantasy. I don't know the guy's name. Don't know anything about him. He's British. He never says his name. He no, he's a British yeah. fella. Uh, some somebody he interviewed somebody, and the guy said his name, and I can't remember it now. Oh, okay. Um, he's he's a very different. He's he's mostly talks about a lot of the teachings of Gurdjieff and Spinoza, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of really good. The thing is, when I was listening to him, and when I found him. Finding him was instrumental in me starting this podcast. I don't feel like that he had anything specific to really teach me so much, but he was re- he was he was affirming everything I was thinking and feeling and was kind of believing already, sort of thing. He, okay. I mean, he obviously had some new things to say that that I hadn't heard before because he's very well read mm-hmm. uh, and very. Um, uh, he's fairly articulate. He just speaks sort of off the cuff and he, and it's not, I mean, for somebody just talking off the cuff, he's very, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. What I mean is he's sort of intru- in- instrumental in me starting the podcast because I started to feel like, well, if this guy's just affirming what I'm saying, it's like, I need to start speaking some of this stuff out mm-hmm. so I can get it out. And make room for new stuff sort of thing, right? <laughs> so it's, that was my thought with that. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh is another one. They read uh, his book, uh, Living Buddha, Living Christ. Mm-hmm. I, again, and, and No Mud, No Lotus. Yes. I mean, just, just talking about a lot of these concepts of, you know, you know what is enlightenment for that matter. And I, I mean, yeah, like the whole concept of no mud, no lotus. Well, okay, it's like you can't have the lotus without the mud. You can't, you can't, the stuff that's not You have not, to that's go into the so, trenches. <laughs> yeah, right, get, yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to have pain 
to have beauty sort of yes, thing, right? So that's a theme. I think that's come up quite a bit in our lives lately yeah. too, is understanding that yeah. you cannot live in bliss all the time. All the time. There's an equal... Yeah. Equal and opposite. Opposite yeah. amount of pain. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's the but truth maybe though. fortunately. I yeah. Um, and the guy I just found recently, actually... Jesus? The, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was... Ah, funny, funny. See, this mm. is why this is why I'm with her. She's mm. funny like that. You haven't heard of him before. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no. When, when I uploaded the first episode of the podcast, all of a sudden it's like I'm seen in the. Uh, uh, you just watch this, so you might like like the the suggested viewing list is Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. uh, who's a. I guess a Canadian scholar from Toronto. I, I don't even know that much about him. I've just, I've just heard him the last little while and I'm just like, my jaw is dropping just because, wow, like I can't believe what a good speaker he is and just how, I, I mean, he takes everybody that I've just talked about basically and puts them all into, you know, succinct order mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and, and just the video I watched today I didn't even watch the whole thing because I didn't get a chance to, but it's like talking about the, the, the necessity for the harmony of, uh, of science and religion. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, and, and like, that was, that was one of the things I said to you when I was starting the podcast is like, that's what I want to do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I guess my, uh, my Star Trek motion picture video won't be out, but, but I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what, that, that's what that examining the spiritual elements is all about is 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 the melding the harmonious nature of science and spirituality or science and religion i mean he, he even he even puts a spin on calling it religion that kind of like oh wow okay that's <laughs> so yeah jordan peterson he's a great one to listen to uh jesus has influenced my spiritual journey the buddha has influenced my spiritual journey there are comedians who have influenced my spiritual journey. Uh, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the very first um, special he did on Netflix from yes. many years, from 2007, mm-hmm. I think it was. Wasn't that long ago? Like? Yeah, we, we, we've watched that so many times. Mm-hmm. I think we can almost <laughs> recite it. Just about recite it. But I mean, there's certain things he says in there that are so true and so insightful, mm-hmm. like overall. And I mean, they're funny, but... But I, but I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like masking truth in comedy is just genius, right? Yeah. His commentary on on human, humanity is is very... And Bill Burr, I find the same way. Mm -hmm. Just, and you know, maybe it's not good to, maybe it's not so popular to mention Louis C.K. now, but um, the guy did influence me like a lot through his comedy though. So it's... Absolutely. That's... So, and and I'll still give him that. I don't, whatever he's... I don't even at this point I just I don't even I don't even watch any of the news or anything about what's <laughs> happened in that regard with them but it's just That's a whole separate issue I guess. It's a whole separate right? issue yeah. but beside but the point comedy, beside the point yeah. his comedy has influenced my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Period. That's Yeah. Um so a few authors as well uh, Karen Travis who wrote The West Har Wars and that that series that series definitely helped with a lot of uh, shifting of my worldview. For the most part. So it definitely aided in my spiritual journey, whether it's spiritual in and of itself. There are certain aspects to it that would be spiritual, but uh, but for the most part, it was sort of like worldview 
Um, Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss with their Deathgate cycle. That series I've read numerous times. Haplo's, the main character, his name is Haplo. And his entire, his entire journey throughout this set of novels very much mirrors my own spirit, how he, how he, how he believes in a very fundamental, very rigid system and how he slowly breaks away from that to the point where he's, where he actually turns against it. It, It's an excellent book and or series of books in that regard. Uh, Just Margaret Weiss's star of the guardian series. That's, that's a really excellent one because that's, that's the whole point of well the first book is called the lost king and really we're all lost kings when it comes down to it we're all lost kings and queens oh i like that and because we are we are we are far greater than we think we are Mm -hmm. but we're told that we're common sort of thing right (laughs) i just on that i i I was listening to somebody named uh he's called guru singh Okay. And he yeah, said okay. that every great thing that every person has ever done in the world is all within all of us. It's about yes. un- unlocking it. Yeah. Know, that we all have all of that. You know, We've sort of talked about that yeah. before, where, whereas, uh, and I think Michael Cesarian's even touched on that, it was that we have all the, the, all the knowledge is inside of us. Yeah. And it's not that we discover things, it's that we unlock um, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all we, already there. Yeah. yeah. It's already there. We just have to unlock it. Yeah. Um, Richard Adams book, Watership Down, I read it so many times and I, I still, I, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm sort of like not certain in what way it's influenced me, but I know it has mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know I relate to sort of like the main character, Hazel, who is sort of like a reluctant leader in a mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. And I always find myself sort of in that situation and, and, and being that type where you're sort of you're being f- sort of forced down these paths that you that that you're not you're sure not if, choosing at least you, not you're not necessarily you're not necessarily consciously <laughs> yeah. choosing them or whatever yeah. but it, but then you find out it's like oh that was really good that happened or mm-hmm. whatever like mm-hmm. it's so i know that's influenced me uh c.s lewis's chronicles of narnia um the great divorce which is not one of his more popular novels but it's it's definitely an interesting view on say heaven and hell uh, the Space Trilogy, C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy has been, there's probably dozens of books, there's tons of movies, and I'll be, like I said, I've been reviewing those, uh, and I'll keep reviewing those for as long as I keep finding them or whatever. Uh, my counselor was a big influence on me, just in helping me learn to deal with my emotions. That was that was a long, many years process. <laughs> Uh, my mother and father have obviously influenced me. Uh, I mean, my father was a pastor, like I said, but he sort of, he was never, uh, I don't want to speak too much for him here, whatever, but he was never terribly happy as a pastor. And he's happier now being a, being a chaplain in a prison where he has a little more freedom to... Um, he's out of the box maybe now, a little bit. A yeah. little bit more out of the box, yeah. yes. And my mother has always been a little more out of the box. <laughs> so so they, they are both on their spiritual journeys for certain. And I really want to get them both on this podcast, hopefully over the Christmas break when we go see them. So, And Christine, you have influenced me for certain over the years. Uh, and I put a note here. It's specifically about this idea of seeking peace 
right in our lives yes we've Th- talked this about was that. this was i totally got this from you is this idea that it's like yeah it's like we aren't supposed to be happy necessarily like or, or, or well, se- that- seeking happiness is not that should not be the goal mm-hmm. seeking peace should be the goal peace of mind peace of spirit peace of whatever right well i think right. yeah happy is an emotion peace to me is a state of being like yes so yes yeah. we want to have moments of happiness yeah and you lot. can't be happy all the you time can't you you can't it's yeah. impossible but i think we could yeah. maybe you can't be peaceful all the time either but i no, think no. we could try to attain a level of peace yeah that but the point is if you aim for happy it's like well how happy do you be mm-hmm. and then it's like well if you aim for happy it means you're going to have more sad times too yeah. Yeah. So you're going to always swing between happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad. Yeah. But if you aim for peace, peace you can have mind. happiness yeah. and you can have sadness, but the swings you're are still... going to be, they're going to be less severe, right? And even through both of, through either swing, you could still possibly still, have peace of mind. You can yeah. possibly maintain peace yeah. through either swing. Yeah. So, so that specific idea is, is really what I focused on in this idea where you've influenced me. I mean, there's mm-hmm. probably lots of other ways. But anyway, that is the end of the questions. Six questions, and we have yacked on for quite a while. <laughs> That's so unusual for us. Oh, yeah. No, this is actually a short conversation for us. I was just going to say that. I, could, I think that we probably could have doubled the amount of time. But... Yeah, we've actually been going for about an hour, so... So, and I think that's... I didn't. I don't want these podcasts to be those two and three hour things. Yeah. I mean, that could happen when I have Bernie and Gonzo on. I mean, that one could go for who knows how long, but Book it's the just, weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Is there anything I should elaborate further on that should be clarified or, um, I think in the future, I'm going to have a pen and paper because there was a, as you were talking, there was something I wanted to ask you about at this point and now uh, I've lost it. Now so, you've forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. That's actually a good idea. So that's something I'll remember yeah. for future so interviews. As, yeah, I can write it down and then uh, yeah. to rem- so that it'll remind me to ask you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think probably any one of those questions, you know, we could elaborate much further on. But I think um, that's probably a pretty good synopsis. <laughs> I think so, uh, yeah. too. And I mean, obviously, as I do more podcasts in the future, maybe some of those. And like I said, if listeners have any questions or if they want clarification, uh, they can ask that and I will answer it on a future episode. Mm-hmm. And I have this whole ending spiel sort of typed up, but I'm not going to do that now. I think I'm going to tack that on to the end later on mm-hmm. um, when I sort of uh, get this ready to put out because. I'm having a feeling that if this sounds okay, I think I might just release it the way it is. <laughs> just do a little bit of editing at the beginning and fix some bits here and there. And okay. We'll see how it goes. I mean, there was a lot of really good conversation bits in there, so be ashamed to just toss it. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it, and as always... I think it went pretty well. Do you? Well, good. <laughs> I, Wasn't it? Or? I don't. I have no idea in terms oh. of the, a podcast material. I, just, I don't either. I just so enjoyed it's... the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's think, the main thing. I think you even so. said a few things maybe I didn't hear before. So yeah. Yeah. When well, you know, under pressure, yeah. <laughs> under the gun, <laughs> spilling the beans.
All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I will tack an ender onto this at some point. And uh, maybe you'll hear it just the way it is. And maybe not. <laughs> oh, a lot of people will have something at the end of their podcast. Ritual says peace and plants. <laughs> I don't know. Like just a... Yeah, and uh, um, uh, Pete Holmes always says keep it crispy, or, or he go. wants his guest to keep, he wants his guest to say keep it crispy. It could be like uh, so remember it's... to think spiritual. Yeah, I don't know. I find that tacky. <laughs> you don't want to have an ending that's. Just I like this... my change yourself, change the world thing, but then we'll do that then. Oh, well, maybe I should do that. Change yourself. We can do it together. Ah, you can say the first part. I'll say change yourself, or, or should it, or should it be the other way? I don't know. Who wants to be on top now? <laughs> okay. We'll try it both ways. So change yourself. Change the world. Change yourself. Change the world. That could work, actually. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> Thanks, baby. That was fun.